Welcome to our weekly discussion podcast. My name is Pastor Holly. And my name is Pastor Holly. No, Pastor Kyle. Oh, right. Okay, good. Oh, man. (laughs) Yes. We did it. We did it. Good job. (laughs) Everyone's like, what is happening? (laughs) I'm on the wrong podcast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Really changing it up. This is the big question is, are we flexible enough to change things, uh, to change our routine? I think we did it. Yeah, I think so. That was good. Yeah, it's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, we, we do know our own names. We do know we know our names. We were talking about before we started recording. Maybe we could try to just change it up totally and say fun things that our kids would think are. Yeah. Well, we might think are cool. That's probably more. They would think are like super it. lame. But we know we're cool. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know. We have te- <laughs> you have teenagers. I have teenagers. Yep. Um, I oh. try to think of what are their. Like, how do I stay hip, right? Which right there, lost it. (laughs) See, I always say it. I always look at our kids, like, especially when when my teenager is in the mood, you know, to be kind of facetious. I'm always like, hey, I'm hip. I'm happening. I'm I'm cool. (laughs) I'm happening. Yeah, Yeah. I'll look at her and be like, hey. I mean, and she just like will shake her head, roll her eyes. No dad. Just You just can't. It doesn't even matter if you say and do the exact same things that they do. It's just you're not going to work. No, I'll try. Yeah. And I'll just keep. I'll be like, I'm fly. I'm. Uh, <laughs> what are some other words I could say? <laughs> I'm fly. I like that. That's. Uh, and the longer I go good. on, like the more like then my my 11 year old's like, dad, stop it. Yeah. Dad, stop. And my eight year old is like, please, dad. <laughs> It's like, oh man, this it is hurts. This yeah, <laughs> hurts my heart to hear you say, "I'm fly." <laughs> uh, so oh, yeah, I know goodness. cool things. Yeah, wow. <laughs> or not. So I remember being like in youth group when I was in high school. So this is a long time ago, right? And one of the youth leaders was trying to figure out like what what are the cool words, yeah, what yeah. are the phrases, and she was like, "What about groovy? Do people still say groovy?" <laughs> we're like, wow. Really not. Like I've never heard that word my whole life. <laughs> Don't say that again. <laughs> and that's how old I am that yeah. people would even ask that question because my kids are like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, what is that? Oh, I love it. It's so much fun to do that to our kids. It is fun. Yes. It's, and we know we're cool. And yeah. We, yeah. Yes, we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They'll get it someday uh-huh. when their kids think that they're not cool. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, we're still in our summer psalm series, and I had the uh, the privilege of sharing the uh, the message yesterday, um, and we were talking about Psalm 19, which is uh, a psalm of praise. And we were talking earlier about how this year we've kind of gravitated. I think without yeah. even intentionally, we've gravitated toward these psalms of of praise. Yeah, the celebration of who God is and. Um, yeah, I love that. I do too. It's been really cool. We we did this on purpose. I can't remember if it was last summer or the summer before, because this is the third summer we've done the Summer Psalm yeah. series. It's really fun. But one of the previous Summer Psalm series, we kind of more intentionally focused on Psalms of Lament. Yeah. Because we really wanted people to kind of process a lot of like in pandemic kind of feelings right. and thoughts and stuff, uh, kind of be able to have some outlet for that. So we focused more specifically on Lament. And we, like you said, we're not necessarily intentionally we didn't plan on focusing on psalms more of praise this yeah. year but we're we're doing that which is awesome it is awesome and i don't know about you but i know when i when i'm looking at like uh, what we're going to focus on what scripture we're going to uh to to look at um there's always prayer involved there mm-hmm. and 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 asking the lord to to guide like what uh what what word do you have for us what do you have for us to learn yes. here and to um 
what are you uh, revealing about yourself to us? And then, and so I think it's really cool that in that way, um, we've landed on Psalms of Praise. Psalms of Praise. Yeah. Absolutely. Very, very cool. So we, so Psalm 19 is a psalm that reveals uh, truth about God, as all of scripture does, right? But the Psalm 19 is very specific about it. And it starts off with um, talking about uh, God's creation and then moves into talking about God's law. And it's a psalm of praise uh, for the way that God is revealed to us in both of those ways, through his creation and then through his word. I think one of the cool things that, and I'm just, I don't know, maybe I'm just recognizing this now as we're talking about this, but um, on almost all of the songs of praise that we've talked about so far this summer series, they're all like perspective enlarging. Yes. Right? They all take us, obviously that's something that praise does just natural, naturally, right. like uh, putting God in his proper place compared to where we are. We talked about that in these last couple of weeks too. But yeah. just the idea that uh, all of these song, songs, psalms of praise are, are perspective enlarging. And this one, just like right away, yes. I mean, verse one, the heavens proclaim the glory of God. Yes. It's like, wow, okay. Yes. I'm kind of vaulted into that place immediately. Yes. And I love how you said that, that that's what praise does in general, right? And praise... Uh, praising God serves that purpose of it is uh, honoring God, but it is also speaking truth to ourselves. Yes. Who God is, how great God is, and uh, the heavens proclaim the glory of God and yeah. uh, just how glorious. So that is that is a purpose of praise. Yeah. We think of it as um, an offering to God, and it is, but he also blesses us through it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's really good. I, I mean, and and that kind of enlarging of perspective is is good, and this psalm does that in a number of different ways, kind yes. of helping us see things beyond just maybe our narrow, more focused, uh, focused on our particular viewpoint, worldview, situations, whatever. This calls us to to see beyond that. Yes, to take a step back and get a, a broader perspective. I'm going to read just the first few verses uh, of this psalm. Um, that are that give that praise to God for his creation. And it is Psalm uh, 19, and these are verses one through four. It says, The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. And I love that. I love this idea of creation of the natural world uh speaking without a voice right it's not it's not a, a, a human speaking and yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world the entire earth speaks of the glory of god yeah yeah that's so cool uh part of the ancient um kind of understanding of the, the way that the world works, uh, you, you'll read about this when Paul writes about layers of heaven, uh, yeah. is that there was this kind of understanding, because obviously they didn't have a lot of, they didn't have the scientific technology and knowledge that we have now, right. so there was just like this understanding that there were uh, each level of, crea there was levels of creation, you know, yeah. the earth, the sky, and then above the sky, the, the stars, but right. they, they called those like layers of heaven. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of fun because it's a beautiful uh, way of describing yeah, it. Yeah. Essentially, they just thought about it as kind of maybe, I don't know, if you think about God as up versus yeah. like, right. However, they thought about that. Um, there's this kind of natural way that each unique uh, layer uh, 
kind of got closer to God or yeah. represented different parts of how God works or right. yeah, it's really kind of, I hope that was, that's not very clear. Anyway, it's really kind of fun when it's you think about it. It's very cool to think about. I mean, that has implications even when we talk about like the, the verses in the Bible that talk about man being created from dust and from dust. Yeah. You, we're created into dust. You shall return as being like this lower level yeah. of creation, <laughs> like separated. Right. But then but it, um, yeah, it's, not. it's not. And then, uh, oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah. We'll have to dive into that more because I, I like that. Sure. That imagery. Uh, so this first part, just talking about how how creation um, sings glory to God and brings glory to God and points to uh, to God. I love that. You know, there's an author that and a teacher that I know you and I have both been influenced by, um, named Richard Foster, and and he said that our study of God. He talks about study as a as a, a spiritual practice, a rhythm of grace, as we've described it before. That our study of God consists of two great books the book of nature and the book of scripture. And I love that because yeah. we know, we recognize the need to study scripture, to study the written word uh, of God. But God is revealed also in the, in in his creation and yes. in the world that he has, um, has made for us to dwell in. And um, we were talking about this beforehand. Uh, I think sometimes we miss that. I think sometimes we, we forget that we can see so much of God in the world around us. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I don't know, why this has happened, and this is, I don't know to what degree this has happened. I'm just speaking of my general experience. But when, you know, I think I've talked with people who have, when they talk about creation, they think of humanity. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, it's, but it's more than that. Yeah. And the scripture tells us that. Uh, obviously, creation is all, all the created order. Yes. Which was created by God. Everything <laughs> that exists. Everything that exists. Yeah. And so, uh, sometimes that's an aha moment for people yeah. when you kind of move beyond just the idea of creation as humanity. Yeah. Because it means then that we have a lot more to care about and to to focus on than yes. just people. I mean, obviously people are of primary importance, but right. but it but uh, the the world around us is also part of uh, our responsibility to care for yes. as as followers of God. Yes. The, uh, there's an author that I um, was studying this week, talked just about that and said that that we, that people, humanity, was created with, uh, well, with several purposes in mind, but the two that he mentioned were to, to be stewards of yeah. the created world, right. the natural world, yeah. and then also to bear witness to the character of God to that world. And... Um, and I just, I just love that. I think that we do sometimes focus on on only humanity, and it is true that the creation of humanity is like like the peak of creation, yes. right? This is uh, humanity is the part of creation that was made in the image of God and made to be in relationship with God. Right. And as such, we were then given um, the Bible talks about it as as rule, rule and over reign. and reign mm. over the earth. Um, and I think what that means is that we are not to ignore uh, the earth and not to uh, think of it as something to be used or or sometimes even uh, we talk about it as um, as a negative thing, right? right. As like this this sinful earth, this world that is not really my home. Yeah. And uh, and and I understand where that language is coming from, but that's not God's intention. No. In fact, the New Testament authors write a lot about uh, against that. Yes. That kind of dualistic thinking. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of fun when you think. I love the word you use, stewardship, which is. I think 
the appropriate word when we're thinking about our role in terms of like the other parts of creation. Yeah. I mean, that's Adam and Eve's uh, first role that God gives them. Right. Uh, and Adam and Eve as representation of humanity, uh, you know, we are intended to be, we're part of creation. Yes. But uh, but we are intended to steward the rest of it. So right. it's kind of this kind of cool dual role that we have. But yes. it, it means that we are to recognize God in the creation around us. Right. And we are to care for it well. Yes. Uh, so those are uh, those are. Uh, Significant tasks. There's an authority that's been given to us to care for the world, and and, and authority as it's represented in Scripture means to care for right. uh, the 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 creation or the people or whatever it is that that you have authority over. It's it's a caretaker role. Yeah, um, I've seen my in my kind of my personal experiences. I've I've really enjoyed. Uh, I think trying to recognize the presence of God more and more uh, as I experience different parts of creation. Yeah. So a lot of times people will talk about, we even do this with students sometimes where we ask, where do you connect with God the most? And oftentimes they might describe some type of nature scene or nature place, like whether it's the forest on a hike or something like that. Others, it's like the beach or Mm -hmm. by a stream or something like that. And those places are we. I'm hopefully you've all had an experience of those types of places. They're beautiful. Yeah. They're grounding. They're calming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we tend to be able to experience the depth of God's presence, especially if you're like standing next to the ocean and you oh see my how yes. big it is. There's lots of things. There's this thing called blue space that works in that. That kind of just naturally the way that it helps us calm and relieves anxiety, yeah. opens us up to the idea of something much larger than ourselves. Like, isn't that cool how creation yes. can work like that to help connect us with the heart and the presence of God? And I think we've seen that that science, our understanding of science has kind of caught up with this a little bit, right? Like we know through psychology and through therapeutic practices that being out in nature and being outside, being in some place that that is immense, as you just said, like the ocean or the forest or or what have you, that 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 is um, healing. That's therapeutic. Yeah. That can reduce our anxiety. It can it can help with um, issues of of depression or fear. Uh, and we see that now scientifically, but Scripture has been telling us <laughs> this for thousands of years, right. right? That this is a place where we can see the glory of God. Yes. And if you are looking upon the glory of God, there will be healing right. in that place. Um, I remember several years ago, I was at a really difficult, uh, going through a really difficult time and um, had been working really hard and and was just tired, physically and emotionally, just very, very tired. And uh, my family took a vacation. We were going camping that year. And um, we've been camping for a long time. And um, my husband and I have been married 20 years now. And for the first 15 years, we were tent campers, which was so fun. And I loved that. But then about five years ago, we became uh, travel trailer campers, which has given us, made it a little easier to explore areas farther away, to spend more time than we would be willing to spend in a tent, right? Yeah. So um, that year, several years ago, one of our first trailer camping times, we uh, we went um, 
first to a beach campground, and then we went down to Crater Lake. And both of those places, I remember sitting on the beach this first day of vacation. And um, it was an Oregon beach, so not like a super warm, sandy one, but just (laughs) beautiful, just looking out, as you said, at the ocean, at the Pacific Ocean. And my kids were playing, and the sun was shining, and there weren't very many people there. And I just sat on the beach, and I think I slept off and on and just stared out uh, at the ocean and then at the sunset. And that day, just that day was so healing and so refreshing um, just to sit and be my understanding of it was I was just sitting and and, and existing in the presence of God. So good. It was tremendous. It was Mm -hmm. tremendous. Yeah, that's that's an incredible thing, and I love that. I mean, I just had this thought while you're while you're talking. Not that I always think about myself like this or humanity like this, but understanding that we are kind of the pinnacle of creation in the sense of that we are made in the image, the imago dei of God, but that we can be in those moments in awe of other parts of creation. I mean, I think about we live in a beautiful place here when the sky is clear and we're driving on Highway Nine, or you can see the mountains. Yes. And you're just like, oh my goodness. Yes. They're beautiful. And I think of myself, I just, I'm just in awe of that they're, they're the size, the breadth, yes. the, the visual. It's just like, oh my goodness, God, you are amazing. You are amazing. It's just, it's, it's actually, it's beyond our comprehension. Yeah. And I think that those, um, those immense places give us that sense, yeah. right? That God is beyond even what we can understand. And, and those moments of awe and beyond my understanding are always moments because I have a pattern of connecting that idea of created creation with God. Yes. You know, it always leads me to praise. Yes. Uh, which always connects me more closely, I feel like, into a sense of God's presence. Right. Uh, that's not, I mean, and I just, that's one of the, I just want everyone to have that same experience to be in awe and uh, be immediately grateful and thankful uh, for <laughs> the power and majesty of our Lord. I think that's exactly why it's so important to to spend time in creation um, as much as we can, really, uh, because it will bring us to praise. And um, and as we talked about a little bit earlier, praise not only brings honor to God, uh, but is but blesses us as well um, with the the truth, the reality of who God is and how great He is. And then you know, elsewhere in the Psalms, the psalmist talks about um, looking out at all that God has created and the mountains and the stars and the sky and looking at this wonder and saying, who am I? Yeah. Who, who is man then, Lord, that you would be mindful uh, of me? Look at all this you've created and yet you care for me uh, and you see me. So and good. so I think that the more we can, um, the more we can can see that glory of God and allow our hearts to be turned to praising God. Uh, then the the natural progression there is for us to understand or to see that in all of this greatness and all of this majesty, we are the ones created in God's image yeah. and that we are who he cares for and that he sees us individually. We can feel so small when we're yeah. looking up at the mountains or looking out right? at the ocean or at the stars and uh and yet we can know yeah. that God cares for us. I love how that is always I don't I don't know about you Pastor Holly but that is always uh a 
powerful experience, even though I've thought about this over and over, I've experienced it hundreds and hundreds of times, but the idea that God God and his creation, his presence is immense Mm -hmm. and intimate Yes, at the same time. Yes. I'm blown away by that. Absolutely. Like even as you're describing that, even in this moment, I'm blown away by that. And I've had that experience. I've thought, I've had that thought. So many times before, yeah. But it is always new when I experience it again, and yes. I think that that is a gift of God's Spirit reminding us who He is. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And I think when we are overwhelmed by that, the the things going on in our world, things that feel like chaos or problems that are too complex for us to feel like we can even make a difference in them, being able to step back and see that greatness uh, of God, and then also recognize that he sees us and cares for us and is with us. The immensity and uh, and that intimacy, as you said. Yeah. So, Pastor Holly, if you had just a few suggestions about how people can maybe <laughs> grow in their appreciation of, you know, the created order and how that might help people have a really powerful experience of praise, I mean, what what might what might we suggest that people could do uh, to experience this? Well, I mean, the first thing I would say is exactly what I say to my kids: go outside. Yeah. <laughs> right? It yes. seems it seems small. It seems maybe too practical, but I think it's important yeah. to be uh, to be outside. Even just feeling the wind on your face will uh, maybe you're maybe you're taking a walk around your suburban neighborhood. That's sure. what I do, right? And and maybe we don't see the the ocean from there. Some of you do, I know, and I'm. Maybe a little envious of your view, but um, but for most of us, even just being outside yeah. is is tremendous. I know that there is a, a an aspect here that can that maybe has um, some privilege attached to it. Of of um, we're not always able to go out and spend time on the ocean, sure. right, or head up to the mountains, right. and uh, and I recognize that, but. We can see the glory of God in the creation all yeah. around us, even if it's taking a walk in a in a yeah. city neighborhood. Yeah, um, that that is there. I remember um, a professor of mine in college who was talking about um, urban spaces and seeing God's beauty and glory in urban spaces, and how yes. a lot of people consider that to be like would even call it a God forsaken space. Which I'll just say, there's no such thing, yeah. right? But um, she talked about. Uh, the power of seeing people um, put a flower on their windowsill, uh-huh. right, in these neighborhoods, and how that alone will speak to the glory of God and yes. what, what a beauty that is. Here's another idea that might really get, like, is exciting. You look excited. So, I am. Yeah. Just the idea that as part of the created order, we have been given creativity. Yes. It's a characteristic of God that has been also given to us. So even in places like a city, yeah. if you look at the buildings, the structures, yes. the way, the streets, the cars, you think about the type of creativity that yes. it took humanity to make some of these things, I think is also the idea of creativity that we can build and make things is part of the beauty of the created order. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. Yes. That was so good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's true. Hey, I. you know what? Walking around my neighborhood, yeah. sometimes we'll see like chalk art, right? Yeah, Kids who have exactly. made pictures of yes. sunshine and rainbows on right. the sidewalk. And yeah. that is beautiful. Is. Now, is that the same as like looking at Mount Rainier on a clear day? <laughs> yeah. 
it might not give us the same sense of the immensity of God, but it will speak to God's beauty and creativity yes. and uh, and remind us that um, that he cares. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Thank you, Pastor Holly. Wonderful message. And I'm excited for next week as well. Pastor Holly is also preaching next week. To end out, uh, to end our our summer psalm series. So make sure you are either there in person, online, or uh, later uh, listen to the podcast. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Holly. <laughs> later, everybody.